0: love that song. And Eric, you always have this much lower than I do. I like it taller. (laughs) How's it going? How's everyone doing? Awesome, man. I love that song, Seasons. His promise to us like a seed. This morning we're starting a brand new series called Seeds. And you'll see all throughout the Old Testament and all throughout the New Testament is this theme of seeds and seasons, planting and harvesting, sowing and reaping. And for many of you this morning, this might be a topic that you've studied in the Word before. You've, you've studied this topic of sowing and reaping. And I pray this morning and this month, this month as we walk through this series that you would be encouraged that your faith would be built. Some of you, this morning, this is a brand new topic. Man, I pray that your eyes are enlightened, your faith is strengthened as we dive into God's um, word on this topic. Here in Michigan, we're in a, a season, almost in a season of planting. Yesterday was beautiful. Wow, how many people enjoy the sunshine? It was so gorgeous, so gorgeous. But we're in a, a season right now in Michigan where we're starting to think about what seeds we're going to plant, and the seasons are changing naturally. As a church family, we're in a, a season right now of planting, right? Many of us are engaging in this new building campaign and planting seeds of financial resources, with the goal and the hope of the fruit of new life, of welcoming new people home together. Man, I hope this series encourages all of us that as we're actively planting, to do it in faith, to do it in faith for the fruit of salvation, of welcoming many more people home together, but also in faith knowing that God um, gives seed to the sower. He has blessing back unto us as we're faithful to build his house. God frequently uses the metaphor of seed and fruit all throughout Scripture, and many different things in Scripture are referred to as seed. I want to show you guys um, this slide. If they have the slide, there's—I don't know if they have the slide. No, not this one. Go back. Um, In Scripture, there's all different kinds of things that God refers to as seed. He refers to the Word of God as a seed. He refers to believers as seed. He refers to children as seed. He refers to um, our thoughts and our behaviors and our actions as seed, our faith as a mustard seed, right? Our time, talent, and treasure as a seed. And it's interesting to me because God could have called all of these things anything. You know, I, this morning I found a rock. He could have called all these things a rock, The word of God is a rock. Believers are rocks. He could have called them a rock. He could have called our thoughts, behaviors, and actions clouds. He could have called the word of God a cloud, but he chose to use the word seed. Seed. I've got some coneflower seeds here. They're tiny. Seed. He he chose to call all of these things seeds. Why? Why not a rock? Why not a million and one other things? He calls these things seeds. So we're going to get real basic this morning. What is the definition of a seed? Webster says that a seed is a ripened ovule of plants used for sowing, An ovule is a plant's ovary. It's also defined as a fertilized, ripened ovule of a flowering plant containing an embryo and capable normally of germination to produce a new plant. Webster's also says that it's a source of development or growth. It's powerful imagery of reproductive properties within a seed. There's no reproductive properties in a rock or in a cloud or in many other things that God could have called the word in children and our thoughts, actions, and behaviors and all the different things that we just listed that God calls seeds. There's potential for growth. So I simplified the definition based on um, Webster. I said, okay, for this morning, a seed is the source of life. Bursting with potential, fully capable of reproduction, growth, and multiplication. A seed, God calls all these things seeds in our life. And a seed is not impressive. Like right now for the gardeners in the room, your garden place looks bad today. It looks like a bunch of dirt and there's maybe some seeds and some roots underneath it. But it does not look like anything impressive right now, but you know the potential laid in under the soil and how beautiful it's going to look come July, right? As, as people that God made, he put within all of us seeds of potential for child, you know, childbearing and being parents, the potential of seeds, The word of God is called a seed. And when it's sown into our heart or into our life, it's bursting with potential for transformation and growth. The seed of our womb, children, bursting with life and potential. When we sow finances, God refers to finances as seed. When we sow financial seed, God calls finances seed. And when we sow those seeds, it bursts with the potential of multiplication and growth and reproduction. Our faith is a seed that moves mountains. God calls believers seeds that he has sown into the world with the fruit of discipleship and multiplication on earth. So much talk about seeds. Let's take a look at the foundational scripture I wanna look at this morning. Galatians 6, seven through nine says this. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart." This will be a foundational scripture as we go through this series, but especially this morning, we're going to dive into this, these three scriptures and really unpack it together. I want to zoom in first on that first sentence. It's a powerful phrase. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. Scripture is saying, don't be deceived, don't be lied to, don't be confused. And then it goes on to say this phrase, God is not mocked. What does that mean? How can God be mocked? You know, it makes me think of a middle school bully, right? Right? middle school bully who mocks the dorky kid with big dreams. The dorky kid with big dreams is like, someday I'm going to really be somebody and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to make a difference in this world. And the middle school bully mocks him and elbows his friend and says, sure, he's going to really do something. Can you believe he just said that? He mocks him. This scripture is saying that when we don't fully believe in this law of sowing and reaping, we're mocking God. God is saying there's something called a law of sowing and reaping. You're going to reap what you plant. And if we look at this scripture and we're like, I don't know about that. Okay, sure. We might not say that verbally, but in our heart, we might say that. Sure, Pastor Eric. Uh, planting and harvesting. God's saying we mock Him when we don't fully embrace this concept. When we don't fully embrace this principle that He has set up from the very beginning. The message translation says it this way: Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, He will harvest. Another way to say this scripture is the first point of the message this morning, which is this, be aware, God's system will work whether you want it to or whether you like it or not. God is is not made a fool, he's not mocked whether you believe it or not, the, the law of sowing and reaping is actively engaged in your life and in my life. And a humbling thought for all of us this morning, including me, is that the harvest that is currently in our life right now is a direct result of the plantings of previous seasons. If you have a lot of friends in your life right now, you've probably been friendly for a long time. You've been planting seeds of friendship for a long time, and you have reaped friendship. If you have a really amazing marriage this morning, it's because you've been working that ground and you've been planting really good seeds into your marriage for a really long time. And some of you this morning might be like, oh, you're talking about karma, like do good unto others and it will come back to you. Or maybe you've heard of the word manifesting. Like if you think of enough happy thoughts and you get enough good vibes and it's going to manifest in your life. And I just want to have a side conversation, side comment this morning and encourage us as believers to define this cause-effect relationship between our choices and what happens in our life the way that God defines it. God defines it as sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting. And if we're not careful, we can bump up into things in the world The world wants to define things a certain way. We can bump up into things in the world, like a really inspiring Pinterest quote, or like something that some celebrity said on some talk show, and it seems spiritual, like something about it seems like, yeah, there's some kind of truth in that. Anytime you bump up into something like that in the world, you've got to ask yourself, what does the word of God say about this topic? because we build our life and we frame our world and we create our language about how we understand the world around us based on the word of God. And so we we in this in this topic God calls it sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting and so we do as well. Amen. Cuz a trap is this, cuz a trap is well, it's essentially karma or it's essentially like what people in the world say, but when you start to accept and align with something that's not spoken of in the word clearly. You deceive yourself, and your heart starts to drift away from the Father when you start to define your world and use language that the world uses rather than how the, wor- how the word uses it. Amen? So the word of God in Genesis 8.22 It says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. So God says, I'm not mocked. From the very beginning, I have set up this seed time and harvest. Of course, he's mentioning the natural seed time and harvest, the practical, you plant a seed and it sprouts. That's gonna continue forever until the end of the age. That's never gonna cease. But he's also talking about the figurative Um, principle of sowing and reaping. And you see that all throughout scripture. Throughout scripture, you see planting as a literal seed in the ground, but you also see planting as all of these other things, all these other metaphors that God uses. One example of that is in Proverbs 22, verse eight. It says, whoever sows injustice will reap calamity. This law of sowing and reaping, this principle of whatever you plant you're going to harvest is at work in our life, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. So point one, be aware God's system of sowing and reaping is happening whether you like it or not. Everyone say amen. Amen. Number two, we are all planting something. We are all planting something. Whether you like it or not, you are sowing something. I am sowing something. All week long, we've been throwing seed on the ground, whether we like it or not. This morning, I hope that we all become aware of what is the seed that's in my hand right now. What am I planting into my life? What am I planting into the lives of others? What am I planting into the kingdom of God? I hope we all take an honest look at our life because if we were a farmer and we looked out on our field and we saw a bare patch in our field, then our, as our natural instinct would be, we need to plant more seed there. It's bare right there. As we look over the field of our life, when we see bare parts of our life or parts of our life where the weeds have grown over, our natural response should be, I need to plant some more seeds. The second uh, scripture in this passage of scripture we're looking in, at this morning is in Galatians 6, 8. Goes on to say, for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So there's good seeds and there's bad seeds. We can sow to the spirit or we can sow to our flesh. The message uh, translation expounds on this and it says it this way. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. He'll have to show for his life, all he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's Spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. Man, that's powerful, isn't it? So if we look out on the field of our life and we see places of weeds, like if you're looking at your life and you're looking at all the different areas of your life, your relational health, your financial health, your emotional health, all the different areas of your life. And if there's an area of your life that's grown over with weeds, and you're like, man, that area of my life has a lot of weeds, then it's good as we look at this scripture, scripture's a mirror for us to be more aware of what's really going on in our life. And so if there's an area of our life that it's like, man, it's weeded over, it's not good, it's not healthy, then we gotta ask ourselves, what have we been sowing to that area of our life, because we reap what we sow. And so the scripture is saying that if we've been sowing to our flesh with our time, talent, and treasure, we're so aware of what our flesh wants and needs, and we've been investing all of our time, talent, and treasure into that, that area of our life is going to weed over But if we've been aware of God and if we've been aware of people in our life and what he's doing and we've been investing our time, talent, and treasure into other people and into the kingdom of God and to what God's doing on earth, then our life will be rich and blessed in so many ways, right? So the scripture is saying if you got a lot of weeds in your life, it's time to stop thinking about your needs and start to sow into the needs of others into what God's doing on earth. And I love that about the law of sowing and reaping. Because our natural inclination when we see weeds in our life or when we see lack in our life is to be so consumed with our lack that we get inward and self-focused. And God's saying, no, when you do that, you end up having weeds. But when you notice an area of lack in your life, God's economy is to say, so then stop focusing on yourself and go sow that into someone else. And the result is, is that that person's life is blessed or the kingdom of God is advanced and in result, your life is blessed as well. Amen. It's going to make more sense as, as we read one more scripture here. Let's read the scripture and we'll talk about it some more. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 10, it says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you in the context of giving, that you Always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. As it's written, he has uh, dispersed abroad and he is given to the poor and his righteousness endures forever. Now may he, God, who supplies seed to the sower, he gives us seed. And bread for food, learning to distinguish between what is seed and what is bread to just meet my everyday needs, amen? So may he who supplies seed to the sower supply the seed and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Do you see God's heart in this law of sowing and reaping? Man, we recently, this week, we had someone who had it on their heart to bless one of our kids. And sow a seed into their life and we were on the receiving end of this and <clears throat> we were so blessed by this gift for our child and it in turn blessed us but as i'm preparing for this message on sowing and reaping i'm like how cool of that how cool of god is that that they this is seed for them they're gonna get blessed they could have kept this seed to themselves and not sown it and it would have been fine, but the the principle and the system of sowing and reaping that God has set up is multiplied blessing. So they took this seed, and now one of our chi- one of our children and us as a result are blessed. But I know the law of seed, sowing and reaping, so they're going to be blessed too. God multiplies seed to the sower, and then the Scripture says it increases back unto us the fruits of righteousness. God, and you know, the whole culture of this scripture is that God is trying to create a culture of generosity, a culture of this sowing and reaping to multiply blessing in the life of his kingdom and of his people. You guys catching it? You know, we've uh, got the parable of the sower that we'll talk about in a couple of weeks, but God, you know, it's a parable where this owner, this leader, gave a bunch of workers talents, and they were to invest it, but there was the one guy who just kept the talent to himself, and he didn't sow it because he was afraid. So many times, we can be stingy and not sow what God has given to us, but, you know, we know how that parable ends. It's not good for that guy. So how does this flesh out? Maybe this morning, as you're looking out on the field of your life, you're like, man, I wish I had more friends. Man, I wish I had more money. Man, there's kind of a barren area here of people being kind to me. I wish there was more kindness towards me. I need favor, I need grace. Maybe you have an emotional need, maybe you have a relational need, maybe there's some kind of lack in your life this morning as you look out on the field of your life. The law of sowing and reaping, God is saying, hey, recognize that need, recognize the barrenness in the field. But instead of sulking on that, Turn your attention around as an opportunity to sow. Sow friend, friend, friendship. Be friendly that you may yourself gain friends. Sow resources. You know when Eric and I were in Bible school, we had it on our heart, we felt like our next step was college ministry. And we so badly wanted to reach the college age, you know college age people in the world, eighteen to twenty four. And we weren't doing it at the time we were going to school, but we sensed it in our heart and we wanted to sow seed towards it. And so there were some people that we knew that were involved in campus ministry. They had sent us a a letter that we could support them. And we got so excited because we could sow seed into that campus ministry, seed into that campus ministry that would produce fruit for the kingdom of God and help save college students and help. Further this ministry, but we knew it was also seed into the future college ministry that we sensed God was leading us to. So as you sense a need, you sow, amen? And he's going to give you seed again to sow. He gives seed to the sower, and just this kingdom, this system that God has set up, the big picture of how he's wanting us, his people, to be sowers. To be so eager to say, God, where can I sow next? Because I know this principle of sowing and reaping is at work, whether I like it or not. Amen. Number three, the last thing that we can pull away from the scripture is that harvest will come. So don't throw in the towel. Galatians 6:9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The message translation says it this way. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued in doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we do not give up. This scripture is interesting to me because God's saying, don't be mocked. The law of sowing and reaping is at play and it is going to happen. But this scripture is saying, it's possible that we could sow and not reap. Why? Because we give up. Man. You put in the sacrifice to sow. Because man, sowing's not easy. Sowing's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of energy to be people who sow a lot. And so you sow. You say, man, I need more friends in my life. So every time I've got a possibility, I'm going to be calling up someone to hang out, go play golf, go out to coffee, whatever. I'm going to be... Friendly, and then months go by, and no one's calling you. You kind of want to give up and stop sowing seed and stop believing. God's saying in this scripture, don't get fatigued. The law of sowing and reaping is at work. But if we give up, if we lose heart, if we start complaining, if we start doubting, it's possible that we could not reap what we have sown. Do you see that in the scripture? Man, that's so important. At Bible school, we went to Raymond Bible Training Center and uh, Pastor Hagen, the leader over the school, he would always say almost every Sunday, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. And then he would tag on and say, because as soon as I quit, Lose. And I've seen this time and time, I've been taught this, and I've seen this time and time over in my own life. Whether it's sowing and reaping, or whether it's praying for something, that I've been praying for something for a really long time. And it gets to this point where the grace kind of starts to lift, and you're kind of like, maybe I should just throw in the towel. And you kind of have the opportunity to get mad at God, or you're kind of frustrated, and you kind of want to give up and get a bad attitude, and... And all of that, and I've seen time and time and time over, right at that moment, you're just about to turn the corner on your breakthrough, on your harvest, on your answered prayer. And so God says, hey, be aware, this law of sowing and reaping is at work in your life, whether you like it or not. What you sow is what you're gonna reap. You're planting something. The other thing that's that's huge in this topic is being aware of your season. Because when you're aware that you're in a planting season, you just embrace it. This is not a harvest season. We are straight up in a planting season. Eric and I looked at each other the other day and said, we are in a planting season. Let's just start chucking seed everywhere, in every area of our life. Um, And in the, in the planting season, you're not expecting the harvest. When you sow the seed, you are not expecting a harvest and the truth is we're always in some kind of planting season maybe in one area of your life you're harvesting but in another area you're planting you're always in a planting season and oftentimes you're in a harvest season too but just be aware of what season am I in and just in the natural every seed germinates on a different timeline like I was looking it up a radish anybody like radishes around here anybody eat radishes <laughs> good job from the moment you put a radish seed in the ground until the time that you can harvest it and eat it, it's just three to five weeks. It's one of the fastest seeds that you can harvest. That's a good seed to sow. A tomato from the time you plant a tomato seed in the ground until it harvests is about five months. If you went straight from the seed, you didn't buy the plant that was already half-grown. An asparagus from seed to harvest is three to six years. If you plant, we like apples around here in Michigan, right? If you plant an apple seed, it takes seven to 10 years to be able to get some fruit, to harvest some fruit from that tree. Seed time and harvest involves time. It involves patience. It involves faith to say, God, I'm going to sow, and I don't know when I'm going to reap, but I'm just going to sh- sow. I'm not sure I was going to share the scripture. Let's share the scripture, and then we're going to go into a moment of worship and response. <clears throat> Sometimes we can be like, oh, it's not really convenient to be sowing right now. I've got a lot of needs in my life. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I don't have much time. I don't have much resources. I don't have much to sow. And man, the economy's kind of tanking. it just cost me a hundred bucks to fill up my tank of gas and <laughs> all of those things. I love the scripture in Ecclesiastes 11:4 four through six. It says, he who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. Isn't that interesting? When we start to pay attention of external circumstances, it can prevent us from sowing and reaping. But when we take in consideration God's word and God's system, man, we sow, we throw seed like crazy. This morning, what are we learning? Let's be aware that seed time and harvest is at work in our life, whether we like it or not. Everyone is planting something, you're planting seed. Is it a good seed in your hand this morning? And harvest will come, so don't throw in the towel, amen. We're gonna go into a time of worship here in a moment. A song um, called, So I'm Gonna Wait on You. And I encourage you guys in this time to just connect your hearts with the Lord. If you wanna stand and you wanna declare that with faith, maybe you've had seed in the ground for a long time. And you're gonna declare again this morning, God, I'm gonna wait on you because I know you're true to your promise. Maybe you feel like God is prompting you a certain area of your life bear and it's it's time to start throwing down good seed. God, I'm going to wait on you and I'm going to trust you. Let's pray and then let's worship together. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. God, we thank you for how you're a generous God and how you want to create us to be humble, generous, people of character that are concerned about your kingdom, concerned about others more than our own needs. And as we operate in that, how it creates a lush garden in our life. Lord, help us be aware of the seeds that we're planting. Help grow our faith, knowing that harvest is coming. Strengthen us, Lord, to fully operate in your kingdom in this system of sowing and reaping. With all eyes closed and all head bowed, maybe this morning you're like, man, my field is full of weeds, and I just don't even know the first place to start. I don't know, maybe you're here this morning and you're not even sure that you have a personal relationship with Jesus. At the end of every service, we say a prayer as a church family, just confessing that Jesus is our Lord. He is our savior. The first step to having a life abundant, a harvest of a life that you desire is to put your full trust in Jesus. In a moment, we're going to say a prayer as a church family. With all eyes closed and head bowed, if you're here this morning and you know that you just need to turn to Jesus, you need to maybe for the first time or maybe rededicate your life to say, Jesus, you are my Lord, and I'm going to plant your seed in my life first. All eyes closed and head bowed. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand boldly to the Lord and say, God, I'm going all in with you. Amen. Church family, let's pray. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father thank you for your son that you sowed into the world. We receive him as our Lord and as our Savior. And Lord, we're going to wait on you, and we're going to trust you, and we're going to plant, and we're going to reap. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.